been actually quite a while since the last time we had uh, Dr. Mark Kenton on the phone with us. He's the uh, chief of emergency medicine at uh, Mercy Medical Center. He's on the phone with us right now. Good morning, doctor. How you doing? Good. Good morning, gentlemen. Back. Uh, glad you're feeling better and didn't need my services. No, you know what? I uh, I want to yeah. talk to you about this because uh, so th- that was the second time I had COVID. I, I felt like yeah. I was much sicker the first time around, and I realized that the the strains that are out there now and the different variants. I don't know if people are getting less sick with COVID or you know how things have changed, but from an emergency perspective, are you still seeing the same number of COVID cases coming in as you used to, or how is it? How has it changed? No, it's it's definitely gone down. And actually, if you looked at our inpatients right now, we've been in single digits for the last three or four weeks. Um, so it's, it's definitely, we've seen significant improvement compared to where we were, you know, even just a, a year ago. Um, and I think a lot of that is that the strains have changed. I've had it twice. Both times were different. The first was respiratory. The second was more headaches and fatigue. Um, you know, so, so the, you know, different strains out there, we have the vaccinations now, which have helped decrease, you know, not only hospitalizations, but have decreased, you know, deaths. Um, you know, you just think about where we were three years ago and, and, and where we are now. It's, it's, uh, you know, we've, we've really come a long way in a short period of time. I think, uh, I think the, <laughs> I think three years ago when we had you on the phone, I think you had to be revived because you were falling apart from exhaustion because of what, oh, yeah. what you guys mm-hmm. did. But as far as emergency room activity now, I, I've read a lot of stories about staffing issues that if there were another problem, that, that emergency rooms around the country are having a hard time getting doctors and nurses and everybody else they they, they need to, to fill in positions to be available for, for emergency situations. Yeah, this is a, it's a significant problem everywhere. It's not, you know, we're not immune to that right now. Um, you know, we're short, we're short nurses. You know, pre-COVID we were short, I believe, 5,000 nurses across the state, you know, and then you had a pandemic in there um, where a lot of nurses, retired or just left or or you had a lot of nurses that decided to do travel nursing and just made a boatload of money. I mean California was paying, you know, nurses a ton of money so you could get go out there and pay off your loans in six months. So, you know, there's nu- numerous reasons why this has happened and just a lot of people aren't going into the field. So, you know, what that's done is you have many hospitals that uh, you know, your prolonged wait times in the ER and and the reason is if you're holding patients in the ER because you don't have enough staff upstairs to move the patient upstairs to an empty bed, then that patient's going to hold in the ER. You don't have ER beds to see patients, and patients are going to wait in the waiting room longer. So, you know, and unfortunately, this is everywhere right now. Where I mean, urgent cares are, are short-staffed. We're seeing, you know, three local urgent cares that are shutting down. Um, that's going to, you know, you're talking about another easily, you know, 200 patients a day that were probably being taken care of at those urgent cares that now are going to have to go somewhere else as well. So um, we have, you know, three or four nursing homes that are looking to possibly shut down. We have many subacute holds where we've had patients boarding in the ER for up to two weeks at a time because you just don't have anywhere to send these patients. Either they don't qualify for an admission to the hospital or we can't get them into a rehab facility. So, you know, it's multifactorial what's going on right now, but it, but if we were to have another pandemic right now, we'd we'd really be in trouble. Oh uh, well, that's comforting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I always bring you good news. Don't yeah, I? yeah, boy, yeah, you yeah, really you know. do. What a well, ray yeah. of sunshine you, you turned know. out to be. <laughs> well, you know, we the the biggest thing is really looking at at the acuity. You you take we'll have patients. They'll say, you know, I got here before these other two people. And it's like, well, that other person's. 
trying to die on us, and and that's why they're going in first. And so it's it's really trying to educate educate the public as far as the wait times, how how an ER functions, that different parts of the ER open at certain times of the day, that you may go to a separate part of the ER because you have an ankle sprain, it's a fast track, versus needing to go to the main department where we're dealing with chest pain and abdominal pain. So there's a whole triage process, and, and I do, I honestly, I, 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 I walk through the waiting room two or three times a day, hand out business cards and sit with patients and talk to them, explain kind of this process to them so that people have a better understanding of, of what they're waiting for and you know, and why they're what's going on? That we have lab results that are pending on you, so that we've drawn blood on you right now because you have abdominal pains. So that when you get back to see a provider, we have that back already, so that can help decide whether or not you need a, a CT scan of your abdomen or not. So what what are you seeing? Uh, like, are you seeing an influx of this stomach uh, virus thing going around? Is that uh, oh. one of the uh, one of the problems you've been seeing? Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of gastrointestinal illness, a lot of you know vomiting and diarrhea. That's a that's a real big thing, um, and a lot of people really coming in sick and needing IV hydration and IV um, nausea medicine to to help settle this down. Um, you know, and and it's uh, pretty contagious too. So if you you know if you have it in your household, you need to really be pretty thorough about. You know, washing hands, washing bedding. You know, you this know, washing is, surfaces. This now. is like a norovirus, right? Is that what, yeah, correct? Yeah, what we're get, mm-hmm. we're getting through. I had it uh, probably it was a month and a half ago. Yeah. I think that was awful. I don't even know yeah. how anybody would able be even be to bring themselves to an emergency room because <laughs> I. I didn't yeah, want to get yeah, too he, far away from the house. If I, you know I, what I'm saying. I would think the emergency room would look like the front row of a Gallagher show. <laughs> well, I think you're. Steve, you're probably vomiting a um, you know a piece of gum that you swallowed in 1984. Yeah, with that. probably yeah. with that line. Uh, yeah. So is this you know. is, is that what it is though? Is it a is it a form of neurovirus? Because I mean, I'm I'm hearing uh, you know, some stories about uh, uh, Candida being uh, you know being around too, which is not only a great song by uh, Tony Orlando and Dawn, it's also a horrible <laughs> fungal infection. Yeah, I saw that pop up yesterday on some Facebook page, but yeah, we're we're really seeing more of a classic norovirus right now. But it's 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 definitely making pe- people pretty sick. So this is uh, Dr. Um, Mark Kenley, uh, the chief emergency uh, medicine at uh, Mercy Medical Center. You know, we, you you mentioned you know things like uh, you know vaccinations, and you know obviously people went through the, their booster shots. But you know when it comes to like you know COVID or or other things, I mean, there's lots of vaccinations out there. When it comes to things like like infusion treatments for for certain uh, for certain things, COVID, for example, how uh, how effective have those kinds of medications been in treating these kinds of viruses? Well, I think you know early on the, the monoclonal antibodies were were showing pretty good success with COVID. Um, it doesn't seem like we're going down that road right now. We, I mean, we have. Most patients now, if they come in with COVID, we're, we're starting them out in Paxlovid, um, you know, which seems to be decreasing as an, you know, an oral uh, pill that you take take for COVID. That seems to help be decreasing at least symptoms and cutting, you know, the duration of the illness. It has a pretty bad metallic taste to it, but but it, it seems to be helping people from getting hospitalized and, and you know, increasing, you know, decreasing death rates. So. Um, you know, I, I think the, the biggest thing is the vaccinations. Unfortunately, COVID's with us. 
Um, you know, I think we're going to see that every year we're going to need a booster for it, just like we need booster for influenza. And then, you know, you, you still, you, you get the vaccination. It doesn't mean you're not going to get COVID or not going to get the flu. You're just not going to get it sick, hopefully, then, that, then you would have if, if you, you know, didn't have the vaccination. So, um, you know, I think it's just, it's part of us now that we've, we've fortunately have been able to adapt to and, um, you know, we're not seeing it like it was, you know, when, when it first came around. Oh, you, you and your vaccine talk. What are you, a doctor or something? What Wrapped up in yeah. science? What, did you go to school for many years and pretend just, that you read everything? I stayed at a Holiday Inn last night. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> That's all. Isn't that the way it always works in medicine? Now, yeah. now you just need a V8 and you're all set. <laughs> They're junior men. They're very refreshing. They're very refreshing. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, what else are you seeing a lot of right now? Uh, it, you know, obviously, the, the stomach stuff, COVID too, but what, what are the, the things that you're seeing the most of now? There's still some viral respiratory things that are out there, some just basic common colds. Um, you know, the recent snow and the ice that came around we you know you slip and falls and, bro- and broken bones and things of that nature so you know it's just a matter of trying to you know you know be careful in this time of year that that heavy wet snow obviously you know you're kind of giving yourself a stress test when you're shoveling that stuff if you start getting chest pain so um you know fortunately hopefully we're, we're beyond that now and and you know heading to better weather and you know put some of this stuff behind us as the warm weather comes and people are outside at you know kids literally games and and you know not confined in, inside any you know for a while so we'll see a lot of those things decrease i i hire the elderly from the uh, local home to come and shovel my driveway <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey listen you're gonna have to get some exercise when you're getting up in those years yeah, what you do you need to move around a what are you gonna do sit around all day playing canasta right. get a <laughs> grab a shovel gramps there you go. Dr. Mark Ken from uh, Mercy Medical Center. It's great to talk to you as always. Thank you very much you for coming guys. on. Absolutely. Yeah, thanks for having us. No problem. Take Thank care. you. It's Finagle on Rock 102.